Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. So let's jump in. Luke 10, we're going to run through this parable. Luke 10, verses 25 through 37. I'll read this verse, and then we'll pray over the word. It says this, verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What's written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus is like, you've answered correctly. You really are an expert in the law. Congratulations. Jesus replied, do this, and you will live. But notice 20, verse 29, it says, but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who's my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus doesn't even really give him a response. He just starts rolling right into his story. And it's like, oh, Jesus, this is not what I asked you, but okay, I'll, I'll sit here and listen if, if you want to tell me a story. So he starts sharing what we know is the parable of the Good Samaritan. It says, in reply, Jesus said a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So Jesus shares this whole story, and then, he, and then he looks at the expert in the law. The expert in the law is probably just standing there like, I, I just asked you who my neighbor was, man. I just. So finally, Jesus looks at him after sharing this parable with him and says, which, one, you know, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? And the expert in the law goes, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I want to preach to you from the thought or, or from the title, the innkeeper in me. The innkeeper in me. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that you would use this word in a divine way. And Jesus, I also pray that, uh, you know, through the power of your Holy Spirit, you'd use me in a divine way, Lord, as I, I deliver your word. And right now, I pray that you would just till the soil of our hearts. God, I pray that it would be fertile ground, ready to receive the seed of your word. And as it takes root in our heart, Father, I pray that it would grow and produce fruit in our lives. Let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before I can really share or, or you know, before I share about the parable of the Good Samaritan, I want to talk a little bit about Samaritans, okay? Who they were how they were viewed by Jewish society. I think it's interesting, and I think 
it only contributes to the power and, and the substance of this parable as a whole. So maybe you guys are familiar with when Jesus approaches the Samaritan woman. This thing keeps popping, and I'm going to end up throwing it across the room if it keeps doing that. So just ignore me. Um, but in John, Jesus approaches this woman at the well. Y'all familiar with the story of the woman at the well? She's sitting at the well. It's the middle of the afternoon, and she's a Samaritan woman, and it's weird for Jesus to be talking to her one-on-one, but the fact that she's a Samaritan is a big deal because Jews and Samaritans, they don't like intermingle. They kind of stay on their side and they stay on their side. These two groups of people, they don't, they don't like to get together. So Jesus, he, he approaches this woman at the well and they have a conversation. I took just a little snippet from the conversation just to kind of set this foundation of some of the tension between Samaritans and Jews. Check this out, John 4, 9. It says, the Samaritan woman said to him, she's talking to Jesus at the well. She goes, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? She's baffled that he would even take the time to sit and talk with her. Because in parentheses it says, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So what is it about Samaritans? To make it really simple, I want to share a little, bit of, a little bit about the history of why there's this beef between the Jews and the Samaritans. So in the land of Samaria, it used to just be predominantly Jewish people who lived in Samaria. And then Samaria was invaded by these foreign people, and as they tried to take over the land, war breaks out. So now the Jews and the foreigners are fighting, and long story short, Jews lose the battle. So now, they, so now in Samaria, the, the Jews, have they take a bunch of Jews captive in the land, and you have these foreigners, and you have the Jews, and they have their culture and customs, and they have their culture and customs, but they're in captivity, so the two cultures, they kind of start to blend, and then they think each other are decent looking, so they start to intermingle in an intimate way, and they start having kids together, and now these kids, these Samaritans, are seen as half-breeds unclean, impure. So in Jewish culture, no longer is Samaria, is it a a pure Jew, but now they're seen as half-breeds. And the rest of Jewish culture, or, or, or Jewish culture demands that Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. So I want you to keep that in your back pocket as we go through uh, this parable, okay? Okay, praise the Lord. Got one with me. Luke 10, verse 25 through 27, it says this. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus is like, what's written in the law? How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, it's hard to tell here what the intentions of the religious leader or the expert in the law, however you want to refer to him, it's hard to tell what his intentions are because, you know, as you read through the Gospels, it's pretty common that the religious leaders, when they approach Jesus, they're trying to trap him or or they're trying to discredit who he is because he's kind of causing some disruption in the church. But I don't know, maybe this religious law, he was just curious to hear Jesus' thoughts on how do you inherit eternal life? I want to hear, I have my thoughts, I have my answer, I want to know your answer. So he has this conversation, and Jesus goes, well, you know, you're an expert in the law, so why don't you tell me? You're supposed to know these things, okay? So what does it say? What does the law say? And he shares the right answer. I'll tell you, love God and love your neighbor. 
And it sounds good, right? It's like, yeah, that's it. It's like, boom, nail, hit the nail on the head right there. You got it, bro. That's it. That's perfect. So then, you know, you can even see Jesus' response here. He goes, even Jesus goes, he goes, you've answered correctly. He says, do this and you'll live. So the way I kind of envisioned it in my head almost, it was almost like Jesus, you know, might perk up a little bit. He goes, well, what does the law say, kid? You tell me. And the kid goes, you know, love God and, and, and love your neighbor. And Jesus is like, yeah, actually, like, yeah, that's it. For real. You got it, man. That's it. And, and you almost see this moment where they're like, yeah, like they smile at each other. It's like, for real, that's what I'm down to do. You want to love God and love people? Man, that's what I came to earth to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right. It's like, all right, let's go to the temple. We can go hang out. We can go pray. We can go love God. And you know what? After that, we can run to Einstein's, go grab some bagels. Let's go hang out, hand out some bagels to people. Let's just go love our neighbor, right? And it looks like they're about to chest bump and high five and get to it, right? And then the expert in the law ruins it. Luke 10, 28 through 29. Remember, he goes, you've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But then verse 29, it's like, ah. Oh but he wanted to justify himself. So we asked Jesus, well, before we go hand out bagels, um, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And this word justify, from a theological standpoint, it means made righteous in the sight of God. So really, verse 29, he's saying, who is my neighbor? I want to make sure that I love the right neighbor so I, I can be made right with God. It's not about other people. It's about him. What, what do I have to do? What, do? what do I have to accomplish? How hard do I have to work? I, I want to make sure I love the right neighbor. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus patiently and full of grace, the way I kind of envision it, you know, he sighs. He says, oh, come here, boy, you know, take a seat. He starts telling them a story, and you know, something that I love about Jesus is, I don't know if I've ever seen someone so gracefully and truthfully slap somebody around, you know, and he just does this with parables. It's like, man, Jesus, I don't know how you do that, but it's good. So he sits down, this, this man, and he goes, he doesn't even answer his question. His question is, who is my neighbor? He just starts telling them a story, and this story we know, again, is the Good Samaritan. So let's Go back through it. Luke 10, verse 30 through 35. It says this. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him but passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and he gave to the, that he gave to the innkeeper and said, look after them, he said. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Kim, would you be willing to jump up on the keys for me? So this parable starts out with a man who's um, leaving Jerusalem, and he's walking to Jericho. And I think the reason Jesus includes these details is because chances are the man who gets robbed and beaten is, is probably a Jew who's been 
walking back from worshiping at the temple, and he's on his way to Jericho. So, so he sets the stage with, with a Jewish man who gets beaten and robbed. And then the parable, it goes on to say the man was attacked and killed by the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, wait, it didn't say that. I made that up. I think that's John 10, 10, right? I'm sorry, it was robbers who left him half dead. And you'll notice as he lay perishing, uh, as he lay dying, the church folk has no problem walking by this fellow. Right? First, the priest comes by, heading home from Jerusalem. He's been working at, at the temple all day. He started off with morning prayer. He had four staff meetings. He did two hospital visits, prayed over 15 people. And he's like, it's been a long day. I'm ready to go home. Throws on his bag with his iMac, right? Or, or iPad or whatever. Starts heading home and sees this man just beaten and bruised on the side of the road. Oh, man, he's in rough shape. Someone should probably help him. That's not my neighbor. He keeps walking. And then we find the Levite, and the Levite, this is, you know, in essence, is like a priest in training. So the way I envisioned it, you know, bear with me here, he's just kind of been mopping the temple floors all day, cleaning, cleaning the toilets, making sure that everything's good to go. And he's like, man, I can't wait to rise up in the ranks, and I don't have to do this anymore. I'm waiting for my day, and he just says, well, that's it. He hangs up his mop, his bucket, starts taking off home. And, you know, he's walking down the road, and, you know, he can kind of see the man off in the distance, and he's like, ooh, he looks rough. He probably needs some help. That's not my neighbor. He walks to the other side of the street. But then the stone that was rejected, I'm sorry, then, then the Samaritan, the outcast, the half-breed, Half God, half man. No, I'm just kidding. Fully God, fully man. I'm just, sorry, I'm just... Y'all following me? The one who knew what it was like to be betrayed by Jews. It says he went to where he was. Came down out of heaven. and Came to earth. It says he bandaged his wounds because by his wounds we are healed. And it says he gave him his Holy Spirit. I, I mean, it says he poured oil on him, right? And it says he washed him with the blood. I, I, I mean, he, he, he washed him, washed his wounds with wine. Y'all tracking with me? And then it says the good Samaritan dropped him off at the inn. And then he gives the innkeeper, he takes care of him, he saves him, he saves him, he, he brings him to the inn, and he gives the innkeeper two denarii, he, he equips the innkeeper to, to take care of, of the lost, and the hurting, and, and the broken, and the beaten, and the bullied, and the abused, those in need. And, and the good Samaritan, he says, hey, I'm leaving where I go, you can't come, but I'll be back. 
I'm, I'm coming back. So while I'm gone, can you take care of this man that I, that I found? Can you take care of him? Just un, un, until I come back? Jesus is a genius, man. So he tells this whole parable, and then, and then he looks at the expert in the law who's probably, I don't know if he's caught it or not. He's just standing there like, I just asked you who my neighbor was. <laughs> but Jesus asked him, he goes, in verse 36, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Who, who do you think the neighbor was? And the expert in the law replied, he won't even say Samaritan. Lord forbid, right? He says, the one who had mercy on him, Jesus. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And here's the moral of the story. It's not about seeking the right neighbor. It's about becoming the right neighbor. And I love how, and, and then Jesus, he brings the broken, he brings the hurting to the end. Now, keep in mind, Jesus is all that we're, all that we're desiring to become. Yes, we need to follow, but Jesus is the only one who can save. So, yes, we are supposed to seek. We are going to go where they are, meet them in their hurt, provide for the needy. Absolutely, you know. But, but in this story, Jesus represents the good Samaritan, right? But he brings them to the inn. I see the inn as this church, this, this place where the lost and the hurting can come and they can have their needs met. They can be provided for. They can be loved on. They can be prayed for. They can be cleaned up. Are you broken? Are you hurting? Are you lost? Are you in need? Come on, come hang out with us. Let us take care of you until he comes back. Let us be your family. Let us come around you. The innkeeper in me. Listen, y'all, we're innkeepers. How are we providing for our neighbors? How are we helping those in need? And the deal is, man, there, there's plenty of neighbors right now. There's plenty of neighbors we have that are in need. And we need to rise up as the church. Amen? Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.